friends, and welcome to the CU Insight Network podcast. My name is Lauren Culp. I'm the publisher and CEO at CUinsight.com. And it's my job on this show to have conversations with all of the thought leaders who support the credit union community. We get to identify those issues that affect credit unions and talk about all of the best practices that exist to learn from one another and improve our credit unions. My guest on today's show is Paul Whittier. He's the Director of Channel Sales for the West Region at AdLumen. Paul, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks, Lauren. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be able to talk to the credit unions today. Me too. This should be a good conversation. I always start off these episodes the same way, though. Most of us didn't grow up thinking that we would get to work with credit unions one day. And many of us, if you're like me, didn't even know what they were <laughs> as a child. But I'm curious, what did you want to be growing up? Well, I I thought being a scientist would be great. You know, I think things like that would be fun. But really, I wanted to be a professional video game player. My dad actually owned a computer store in the 70s. So you can I have pictures of me literally with diapers and, you know, in diapers and computers. And computers were always really boring. And in my house, the 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 computers were do not touch. You couldn't play video games on them. You'd wear out the keyboard. And so I was like, give me the Atari. I I'm I like the Atari. The computers are really boring. And I told my dad, because he is a he's an engineer and he's been in computers since the beginning of computers, that I didn't want to go into that field. And look, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well then what was that journey like to your current role as the director of channel sales at AdLumen? Well, I thought I might want to be, you know, a programmer. And so I did some college classes on that. And I thought, oh, this is definitely not for me. I do not like programming. I do not like that <laughs> side of it at all. But I like people. And so I started to go down the path of of sales. And I actually got a, a degree uh, at Weber State University in Utah. It's a technical sales degree. There's not a lot of those out there. But as I got into technical sales, I immediately started to get into technology and I worked for some big companies like Hewlett Packard, Novell, SonicWall, Sophos, Checkpoint, and, and now AdLumen. So I've been in the industry for over 25 years and been in cyber for, for a good portion of that time. Amazing. Well, tell me more about AdLumen. What is that elevator pitch? Or maybe it's a long elevator ride, but what's the elevator pitch you give folks about what AdLumen does and where you really add value for credit unions? Well, for us, it really is all about visibility. The word ad lumen means to add light. And so many things can't be seen inside the network. So for us, it's being able to pull in all that information that a credit union holds dear. Everything from Active Directory to Office 365 to two-factor authentication, desktop servers, anything related to the IT stack at a credit union we want to be able to bring that into the AdLumen platform, run automated threat intelligence and behavior analytics at, against it to, to give real-time visibility and real-time detection so that we can catch the bad guys as they try to get into any of our credit unions. And then we put a team of, of threat hunters and a team of 24-7 people that are in our SOC that will manage and watch those detections so that a credit union can leave at night and, and know that we're going to watch them on you know the nights, the weekends, the holidays, all that stuff. But it's really about visibility, gaining visibility to any cyber threat that might be happening inside the credit union. Amazing. I, I know cybercrime may be not the most exciting <laughs> topic to always talk about, but but it is such an important one for credit unions. It's really critical. What can you share about maybe the goals of cyber criminals out there? 
Yeah, there's two different types. I mean, most credit unions will have a fraud department and they're trying, you know, the cyber criminals are obviously trying to go after the members. And and I think that's a different component that what Adlumen's trying to focus on, you know, being able to look at fraud and getting access to their bank account and to their money and all those things. Uh, what we're looking at is actually the IT infrastructure and the data of the members. So if a if a cyber criminal gets in, one of the things that they would want to do is is get that member information, account numbers, any of that kind of thing. But you know, the other goal of a cyber criminal is also to uh, get in and and potentially do a ransomware. So data exfiltration, that's one method. And now we've got uh, ransomware at the end of that. And what we've found in 2022 is that ransomware payments have gone down. And so the bad uh, cyber criminals have now added one more threat, which is a denial of service attack on top of the two other types. And that will just where they basically flood the credit union with so much traffic that they could shut down their websites or services to their members. And all those things could be held for ransom or, you know, they're taking that data and using it for uh, malicious purposes. Right. Well, it's definitely a big issue for credit unions. I sometimes we've heard the sort of the metaphor, you know, if, if your lights are still on, nobody thanks the electric company. But as soon as the lights go off, we're all we're all mad that the electric company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cybersecurity feels the same. Where you know you don't notice it when everything is secure and everything's going well, but as soon as it, as soon as there's been a problem. <laughs> oh yeah, and my credit union. They've gone down like sometimes the weekend I've gone in and something's been down on my online banking application or something. And I'm like, ah, oh, so frustrated. But if you can imagine if it if it was sustained, right? They've always had it back up very rapidly. If it was sustained for a day, you know, what kind of damage would that be to the members in the credit union? It would be pretty significant. How long would it take for a credit union to say, we got to fix this somehow, right? We got to fix this problem. And and ransomware is a whole other issue and data exfiltration. Those three things really could affect anything that's happening at a credit union. Well, and we all know that a breach can really happen despite what might seem like our best efforts to, to prevent something. But with so many new AI tools being developed, are there ways you would say credit unions could really use AI and machine learning to maybe detect some unusual behavior in their network too? Yeah, definitely. I mean, AI is being used by for good and for bad. For Adlumen, this really is... I, mean, I don't know if you'd say... The, way, the best way I could describe it is... You know, if you had a, a forest fire and and before the fire started, if you saw the spark or the smoke and you could quickly extinguish it, there would be no harm to the forest. Same thing with a flood, right? If we saw a, a small leak of water, a lot of water, if we cleaned it up quickly, there would be no damage to the wood or the floor or, you know, wherever that water is. But if we can get to it quickly, and now we expect that cyber criminals will get through our defenses. I mean, that's kind of like, you almost have to expect it these days because there's so many, you know, they can go out to the dark web, they can find out which antivirus you have, and they can download a sample that they they know will work against your defenses. So we have to be able to find things quicker. And for us, whether it's an internal employee that's doing something that's not right or an attacker, it it could look the same, right? It could still cause damage inside of a credit union. So here at Adlumen, what we're doing, there's obviously a lot of things we're doing around like geolocation. If you're logging in from, 
you know, one location that you normally, your credit union normally logs in. And then all of a sudden you log in from another country and you couldn't have possibly traveled there. That would be a good example of AI, right? Impossible to travel from, you know, say Kansas City to uh, Paris, France in, in an hour. And then we would catch that type of stuff real time. But the one that I really like to focus on that I think is really valuable is really analyzing all machines and all users in a credit union to see what their normal pattern of life is. And as if you can imagine, an IT administrator would have certain behaviors inside of credit union versus like a teller, their behaviors would act very different, the things that they access, the things that they do. So what AdLumen does is we build a three-week baseline of behavior for all users and machines. And then if anything happens that's kind of out of place, out of normal, then that would throw a detection that an analyst would then look at to see what was happening before that event, what's happening after that event. And so it really is that ability to look at large sets of data and to be able to look for any unusual behavior that would be inside the credit union. The other way that we're looking at things is even larger sets of data, and it's something that we use called graph theory where we're literally looking at millions of events. And then as we look at those millions of events, we're looking for things that literally drawing what's called a picture, like a picture of where these logs look like. And then if something dramatically changes in the picture, that would also throw a detection inside of AdLumen. We're also looking for things like lateral movement. You know, you're all of a sudden logging into different machines that you've never logged into or running programs or scripts inside of like a PowerShell, for example, that you've never done. All of it surrounds the idea of looking for things that are out of place inside the network. And it's really powerful and it takes a lot of analytics to be able to do that. There are so many things going on behind the scenes that I know that I would never have thought of. And it's really cool to hear you describe all of the different ways that AdLumen can do this for credit unions. If a data breach does occur, what would you recommend credit unions do going forward? Well, if a breach happens, then we know that we've got some sort of weakness in your environment. So, you know, I've been in cybersecurity for a long time. There's the easy layups, right? And I always talk about this core, right? You've got to have good firewall. You've got to have good email protection. You've got to have good endpoint protection. And you got to have two-factor authentication. I kind of put those as the perimeter. But really, you've got to be able to step it up. If you look at the NCOA set and some of the rules around compliance, uh, you'll find that really proper log monitoring and then just stepping this up with AI and machine learning and looking for the behaviors and doing automation, all that steps up the game for the credit unions. So many uh, credit unions that we work with are using legacy tools for, for monitoring and watching that you really have to look at. If there's something you were doing five or six years ago, you can't just keep doing the same things you did five or six years ago. The cyber criminals are going way past that. We have to look at new technologies and new methods to be able to protect the credit union. And I would say, look for some of those things. Don't get comfortable in technology, especially in cyber technology. These things are moving quickly. The competitive natures are moving quickly. It's okay to you know do some due diligence and look for some solutions that would go beyond what you're comfortable with. Right. Well, I want to talk compliance too, which is everyone's favorite topic, but just compliance, <laughs> does it help credit unions proactively protect against cyber attacks? Do you think that those two are linked? Sometimes I'll talk to customers and you're like, oh, compliance. I, it's so boring. <laughs> compliance is so boring. And I'm like, okay, compliance is boring. But then I, 
you know, I get a chance to talk to customers outside of the credit union space. And I actually say, you know, credit unions do a pretty good job of not getting hacked compared to other industries. I, I think that's fair. And I use the example, I say, you know, they have a lot of compliance. They have a lot of things that they have to do. And you could look at that as a burden and say, well, we have to do all these things. These are things that we have to do at the credit union to, to maintain safety. But I think those things are what maintain safety. And, you know, we recently had a blog post. Uh, you could certainly go to AdLumen and look at our blogs. We had one on the Titanic. And it was just interesting to, to relate that compliance. You know, at the time the Titanic sank, there was no hard, fast compliance where you had to have a boat for every single person, a life jacket for every... You didn't have to have those things in place. Uh, but as we know today, after the Titanic sank, it was be a really great idea to have a lifeboat for every single person on the uh, on the boat. And then that became compliance. I think the same thing's happening in cybersecurity. So much compliance can be taken for granted, but it's good things. And I love that um, credit unions take really seriously things like their GPO policies, trying to get them in line with what PCI would have recommendations. They're looking at things like stale accounts, passwords that never expire, looking at privilege, and really trying to analyze all that from a compliance perspective. If a, if a credit union does these things, they're just reducing the attack surface and the problems that they could potentially have down the road. And I love that Adlumen takes that very seriously. You know, some of our very first customers were credit unions, and the credit unions helped Adlumen build compliance into our platform, and it helps Adlumen be a better solution for all customers when we really look at compliance. It's great that you were able to work with credit unions to do that. And that takes me to my next question for you, which is what is AdLumen's approach to partnering with credit unions? And what overall impact can that partner relationship really have for the credit union? Yeah, our approach is... Well, I kind of go back to the early days of AdLumen because when I started, most of our customers were in the financial space. Uh, We've been branching out a little bit since then. But from a credit union perspective, it was really interesting... Uh, we had a particular, I won't name the name of the credit union, but when we first got started, there were there were other SIM tools out there that didn't focus on credit unions. There's a lot of products out there like that. But I would say we were built, we were truly built for credit unions. And it has a lot to do with listening to what uh, our credit union customers wanted and needed. So when they would have an auditor come in and they would need a particular report uh, to, to hand to the auditor, Adlumen would build it. And it's the same with any good product. If you listen to your customers and what they need, we build better products. And that's where I really feel like AdLumen did a great job listening to the credit unions and what they needed in the platform and then having our team build the things that you need. So I would say one thing that separates AdLumen from a lot of other products out there that a credit union could use is that we were truly built by a partnership with credit unions to understand what things credit unions need. And it doesn't just happen by accident, right? These are things that come by, hey, I need this, and we pull it all together, and then we end up having a a really beautiful solution. So we have all the executive level reports that you would need for board IT steering committee. These are very credit union type statements. We have the compliance reports that we know that a compliance auditor would want to look at. When they come in, they may want something like a, you know, failed access report. Well, we have that in two seconds, right? It's up and running and ready to go. But I would also suggest, you know, we're not done here. 
Um, we built the NCUA set built in. If there's anything that our credit union customers need and they feel like we're missing in the product, we highly recommend just putting in a request. Let us know what you need. We'd love to build the best product for our credit unions. I love that approach to sort of iterating on your products. And as we look to the future, what is your and Ed Lumen's focus for the road ahead? Are there things that you're already kind of working on that are on the horizon for folks? Yeah. So Rob Johnson, our CEO, he's really put a lot of work into where AdLumen's going. And it's not, you know, there's a lot of products out there. You could call them SIMs or you could call them MDRs. We're a combination of both, but it's going beyond what traditional products have today. And so for us, it's the AI, the automation, the compliance all built into the platform. But then we've also built in things like the ability to pull in pen testing. We've got the ability to do um, managed fish training, which credit unions are required to do as well. We're bringing in things like patch management and uh, vulnerability testing, all things that are really important. Um, One of the new products that we're working on, maybe a little sneak preview, if you will, we're working on a virtual CISO product that will help further with compliance. And it'll be a whole program around helping our customers really understand what their compliance metrics are where they stand and where they need to be. And so we're going to have what's called an automated VCSO product that's coming in. But for us, it's really looking at how can we automate? How can we make things better? How can we improve our detections? How can we look for the things that the bad uh, actors are doing? And how can we build in resilience into our platform to see what they're doing and to be able to give that visibility to our customers that, that really nothing else on the market can do today? That's incredible. I, I love hearing that there is so much focus to, to what credit unions need and to being able to meet those needs for them. As we wrap up the show, I always like to have some fun with rapid fire questions to let our listeners know <laughs> you personally a little bit better too. So the questions are rapid, but we like to say your answers don't have to be. So if you're ready, let's uh, let's dive in. Okay, let's do it. All right. First up, who is someone in your life that was a great leader and what makes them great? Ooh, a great leader. I will say it's it's one of my old bosses. I won't name him by name, but you know, for him, I followed him from from one company to another. I worked with him when I was at SonicWall and then followed him to to Sophos. And it really was that I felt like that he believed in me, right? And and helped and wanted. I really felt like that he wanted to help me become better. And so I think that's a good aspect of any leader is do they want, does the person that they're leading, do they feel like that they're trying to help the people below them to get better and to be able to elevate their abilities and and, and just have full confidence in that? And so uh, this particular person that I've worked with for, for a long time and followed him to two different companies, it was because he believed in me and, and you know, helped and was willing to help me become better. I love that. That's a, a great description of a, of a great leader. If you're going to splurge on something or you want to treat yourself, what is something you might spend a little bit on? For me, it's all about experiences. It's uh, travel. I like it, It's going out and doing things. I, I'm a doer. I love to go see the world. I love to experience different people, cultures, things. I just believe in you know, broadening those horizons. I'm not a big believer. I'm more of a minimalist, I guess you'd say. I believe in if you're going to splurge, it should be something that gives you lifetime experiences, things that you can have in your mind. 
Well, that leads me to my next question. If you're traveling for work, which it sounds like you like to like to travel, what city are you most excited to visit, whether it's a client visit or going to a conference? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I just got off a three-week tour. I was in Albuquerque and uh, San Francisco and then in Las Vegas. Anybody could say those. The best place I've ever been for work was a President's Club trip uh, to South Africa, the hands down going on a safari and seeing the animals. <laughs> I mean, I'll take any work conference in South Africa. If anybody want to line that up, I'll, I'll be more than happy to go. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think you can find something great about every city, you know, whether it's Albuquerque or San Francisco or Vegas. It really is. And this was, I, I used to spend a lot of time when I, get in the hotel and I wouldn't go out and do things. And I've kind of changed that a little bit. I always want to see something new. I want to experience something that I haven't seen in a city. So every city out there has something that that is amazing and that you can go see. But, you know, whether it's any of those cities that I talked about, but if I want to say a conference, uh, a work conference, South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. And anybody out there, if you're planning a conference in South Africa, give Paul a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll make myself available. <laughs> Open it, <yeah. laughs> I can even be a tour. Well, I'm not a great tour guide, but I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> All right. What's a book that you think just everyone should read? Oh, you know, my wife's a big reader. I am not a big reader, to be fair. I read a lot of technical stuff. I, I read the boring stuff. I actually really enjoy looking at cyber articles. So I'm more of an article person. I don't know why this book even came to my mind, but there's a, a book that, as we talk about my career, just uh, The Greatest Salesperson in the World by Og Mandino. It just kind of simplifies the sales. And, and really, the idea of the book is if you give you get more back. And, and I think I think that's a good one for anybody that's looking at sales or, or just how to treat other people. I think it's a great one to, to, to look at. I love that. We're going to link to that book here. So anybody who's interested, just look at the show notes and you'll see the link to that. All right, Paul, what has been your best hack for creating balance and integration between your work life and what we might call your life life? <laughs> <laughs> I think that you... You know, to balance those things, you have to have barriers, right? You have to have those barriers. I've worked at home way before the COVID era, right? 15 years I've been working at home and I have uh, three three boys and a daughter. So I have four kids. It's setting those boundaries. But then also being able to take the time and say, hey, I'm going to put in some work here and then I'm going to go do some stuff. Just putting in that and, and, and combining those two when you can. Like my wife's been able to join me on some trips and things like that. But I think really setting boundaries between your personal life and the work life and and making sure that those stay in place. I've had times in my career too, where you just want to go in and do more email at night and then it doesn't help the family life. But I think setting boundaries, I think that's the most important thing. Great answer. Well, we're going to link to everything we talked about today in the show notes, including the the Titanic blog post you referenced <laughs> earlier. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great one. It's a great one to read. And uh, Mark Sanctor, I think you've had him on the show before. He's the author of that one. But it's a good one. I, I highly recommend reading that one. Oh, well, we will have it linked here. But my last question for you is, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share or final asks of our listeners today? Yeah, I would just say... There's a lot going on in cybersecurity and, and threats out there. And 
you know, I look at how much cybercrime has grown in the last six years. I've been in the industry for a long time. It seems like it's escalating faster and faster. And a lot of people are just still staying comfortable. And then when they do get a cyber attack, and we unfortunately have to work with people that get attacked, it comes out of like left field. They just didn't see it coming. I'd say just be prepared, you know, do the proper compliance, put in the proper tools, put in the effort to really secure that environment. You know, like they say, an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. I truly believe that if we can do a better job of, of really looking at our environments, being prepared for that problem that may exist, it's just going to give more peace in your life and you're going to be able to f- sleep better at night. And then when something does happen, you're going to know how to respond. And all that stuff comes with good planning. It doesn't matter if it's a cyber attack or just being prepared for your you know, your family finances, all these things. The better we're prepared for anything, the better we're going to be able to respond. Well, that is just a perfect way to, to wrap up here. We're going to link to Paul's contact information, that of his team at AdLumen. So if anyone is interested in, in learning more, sounds like there are some really amazing ways that AdLumen partners with credit unions and, and really helps to fill the gap for us in terms of cybersecurity. So thank you again, Paul, for being on the show. So great getting to chat with you today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun and I sh- certainly appreciate it. I love working with credit unions. Uh, I just think... The people at credit unions have, I work with a lot of different types of customers, but the credit union customers are great. And, you know, we look forward to working with more of you. Amazing. Well, I hope you stay well. Maybe I'll get to run into you on the road here at some point at an event coming up soon. But until then, thank you. And thanks to all of our listeners today for tuning into the See You Insight Network podcast. And we will be back again next time.